Welcome back to the new season. The Premier League is back. And I'm doing my first ever league predictions for the for the 2021-22 season. I think we should just get straight into it. Just because I'm so excited to do this episode and I'm keen to chat about each team's chances um, throughout the season, how how they'll look during the season, who will who will fall back to the championship, who will make Europe, who will win the league, who will be in the mid table, who won't quite, you know, get the nod um, in Europe, who won't quite um, who will do enough just to just to not get relegated and be safe in the Premier League. It's an exciting time because we'll look back at the end of the season and see which I got spot on, which I got way off, and you know, which I got pretty close, which ones I got pretty close to predicting. But we'll see. And uh we're going to start at the bottom of the table. We'll just start with our, our bottom three at the moment. Some are quite obvious, but I don't think um, you're quite prepared for the last one or 18th position. So at the bottom, I've got Watford. Newly promoted side. I just don't think they have what it takes to, to stay in this league. Um, Not too much um, quality investment from them, although we still need to see some sort of uh, impetus and, uh, let's say, um, resolution from from their club's point of view to see if they have what it takes to to stay in such a competitive league. I feel that they have a a great player in Ishmael Saar. But I honestly think come January transfer window or even next season, he'll go to a new club. And I don't see him... I see him being the one to try and carry them towards safety, but not only one player can do that. So I just think they'll go down because for that reason, for because they don't have enough quality throughout in every position. Um, in 19th position is Norwich. For me, it's Norwich simply because a similar thing to Watford. Um, they've invested um, reasonably, but not no, no extensive quality within the team. They've, they've acquired Billy Gilmore, who is not a player who can solve their their problems attacking wise and defensively he might he might shut out chances but you know it's never easy to to come from such a quality club like Chelsea and and have the most impactful um say on a club such as Norwich and they they also recently signed Josh Sargent from Werder Bremen. Also, 
we as um, Premier League followers don't really know much about Bundesliga. Um, but we've heard that he's a young um, American talent. Coming to the Premier League, you know, um, they play in a pretty rigid system with one striker up top and wingers. Todd Cantwell, majority of the time, running behind uh, Timu Puki, but I don't know how, if they change their system, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a tough one to deal with. Um, if they put two strikers up top, you never know how Sargent and Puki could, could, could um, link up chemistry-wise. Obviously, them losing Amy Buendia to Villa is huge. By far their best player. Um, had the season of his life last season in the championship. They did win the championship last season, but I, I just feel that in a league like the Premier League, it's so, so competitive and you have to have the grit and determination throughout your, your side. And I don't think Norwich have that. In 18th position, this might come as a, a shock to player uh, or Premier League viewers. You might have thought this other club or that other club, but I'm going for Burnley. Burnley in 18th position and to make up the final relegation spot. This was a tough one because there were a couple um, in my mind. There was Southampton, who have lost so many players. There was uh, there was Brighton. There was Palace, um, and there was that was about it. I think um, there might have been Brentford in my mind, for all know, for for all we know. But I've chosen Burnley simply because they've they've quite they've been quite stagnant over the couple of years in terms of um, not changing their side too much, which has worked, but. I feel that they come, there's going to come a time and a place where that's that's going to kind of peter out and it's not going to work anymore. Same manager, lacking some sort of, it's not lacking anything, but I feel that that similar regime that he's stuck to over the years, over the years that they've been in the Premier League, I feel that it's going to catch up to them this season. And they're not going to be able, I don't think they'll be able to hold on any longer there comes in a time and a place where it, you just run into a brick wall and you just you know can't escape so for me i think they're going down their lack of investment um this similar regimented squad although it might work out for them that they, they do end up staying i just feel that their, their time is up and they're going to go down they haven't been overly convincing over these past few years. In 17th position, I'm going Southampton. I think this is going to be a very scrappy season for them. Uh, they, they, they kind of all scrape through results. Um, not really being um, threatening in all areas. And uh, defensively, I think they've, they've, lost, they've lost a huge asset in Yannick Vestergaard. And also Ryan Bertrand to Leicester. It's that, and you need to replace that with quality. You know, if you're getting funds for that, you need to 
really um, make make some sort of a replacement um, imminently. You need to make some sort of imminent replacement. And right now they haven't done it. So I feel that because of this, if your defense is not up to scratch, you're going to leak goals and you're going to concede um, too much. And it's inevitable that you that you're going to place in a low low position. They've also lost Danny Ings, which is huge. That that was the goal source that for Southampton. That was where the goals were coming from, and they replaced uh, Danny Ings with with Adam Armstrong, um, who's come from a a big haul last season in terms of goals in the championship. And I feel could uh, could settle to life in the Premier League, but I just feel they 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 just they'll they'll scrape out of a relegation they'll be in the relegation scrap but they'll they'll just be on top of it you know they'll they'll just be safe in 16th crystal palace i think it's gonna be a tough season for patrick vieira his first season they've lost such a such a world-class manager in, in roy hodgson and is known for 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 being safe in the premier league and for carrying his team um to, to kind of new heights, but also um, investing for the future. They they have big investment for the future in, in Iberici Eze. They they have um, strikers of, of real quality like Wilfred Zaha and Christian Benteke, and they also have um, a young striker in Jean Philippe Mateta, who is yet to be. Or start being prolific in in his position. I think they have a solid defense. They've they've purchased Mark Guhi from Chelsea, who spent last season on loan at Swansea, who was quite instrumental in that Swansea team, um, bringing them to the championship playoff semi final. And they have a solid centre back um, acquired from Lyon, Joachim Anderson, uh, who is who will end up transitioning into. That center back position alongside uh Guhi and possibly you know in a, in a possibly four at the back situation so i feel that yes they could be um stay safe obviously they will end up in a relegation scrap as well in 15th position i'm going with wolves dropping into dropping from 13th Placed last season into into fifteenth. I just feel that also losing such a such key parts of their of their team um, in them most notably in their manager Nuno and uh, Raul Jimenez just coming back from injury. But you know you're never going to be the same after a head injury of a fractured skull injury. Um, I don't think I think it would be very tough for them to get back rolling, but yeah, they they're not going to be in a relegation scrap. I think they will be. Um, they will be somewhat safe within the Premier League. I feel that they also lost a big asset in Rui Patricio and replaced him quite nicely, but also um, it's tough to lose a, a big goalkeeper that's played a big part in. In your in your side over the over the last two seasons. 
Also, the next position. 14th, I think Newcastle are going to place in 14th with just acquiring Joe, Joe Willock, which is huge for them. Um, he's going to He's going to be involved in some some key contributions for Newcastle, the likes of Callum Wilson as well. You have, they have an all-round good team, and they have they have the fighting spirit, and they have the manager to to make sure they're safe in the Premier League. So all-round, I think Newcastle will be pretty safe. They'll be they'll be challenging for that top ten place. Brighton in thirteenth position. This was a tough one because it was it was between Newcastle Wolves and Brighton for thirteenth, but I think Brighton um, are kind of like huge. They are huge underdogs here, and I just feel that with their the type of mentality that that their manager instills within their side is is quite astonishing. Not the most talented um, players on paper, but when it comes to putting out a performance on the pitch, my word. They're they're like um, they're like they they're real dogs on the pitch. They'll and they have quality. They have some quality players. I'm just so keen for Tariq Lamptey to come back on the scene and provide that width and that attacking threat on the right hand side. Wow, what a player! Robert Sanchez in goal. It's quite it's quite a steal that that they have Robert Sanchez in goal. Third choice Spanish keeper just come from the Euros, and you have such a quality um, defensive rock in the goal. Obviously, the the big loss for Brighton is Ben White, but I feel that they could. Um, it won't matter because, in the long run, because they have quality going forward, and they, although they might concede goals, I feel that they'll score quite a bit of goals. Um, and you know, I think a lot of draws, a lot of uh, um, scrappy wins are coming their way. They just have that um, that that fight within them. And we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, Neil Mope goals. I feel um, a lot of a lot of contributions from the, the midfield as well, such as and um, such as from Alexis McAllister uh, and Trossard. Uh, who are quite instrumental? Going to be, I feel that they're going to be quite instrumental in this team. In twelfth position, I've got Leeds United, and Leeds United finished in tenth place last season. Bielsa um, will stick to his guns. I feel that they're going for quite a consistent placing this season. Um, their second season in the Premier League since. 2004. I think they're going for for quite a consistent season here, and they've got quality. The likes of Rafinha, Bamford, Jack Harrison, Stuart Dallas, who can drift into midfield. Calvin Phillips. Um, they've acquired Junior Firpo from Barcelona. They've got a solid keeper, solid defence, and um, very regimented. And the system they play is just unbelievable. Um, so I feel that they'll break, they'll be able to break down the, the the weaker teams pretty easily. But we'll have a tough time breaking up into that breaking into that top ten. I think they're going to have a tough time against against um, big big opposition like uh, the top six sides. 
In 11th position, I have Aston Villa. So Aston Villa, although you might have thought, oh, they, they might make top 10, they might um, even make Europe this season because of all these numerous signings, Leon Bailey, Danny Ings, Emiliano Buendia, Ashley Young, um, obviously selling Jack Grealish to, to Man City is a huge loss, but kicking up the investment, um, they need to they need to find more quality. I feel that like a 50 million player is is in need. And they haven't quite got that that 50 million player yet. But they've invested in all areas. They've got Axel Twanzebe from from United. And uh, so they invested well in, in every department. They've got uh, standard players like well not standard players, but they've got their current existing players who have performed from last season, Ollie Watkins, John McGinn, Tyrone Mings, um, Emilio Martinez, Emiliano Martinez. They've got they've got proper quality in that team. They'll also be fighting for that top ten, even even potentially Europe, with the signings that they've they've currently got. And but I don't think um, they they I could be wrong. But I'm going 11th for Villa. Now onto the top 10. And this might surprise people, but um, I'm going for Brentford here in 10th position. You might you might be screaming, what the fuck, Paolo? Like, how, how, are you, how are you thinking this way? But I promise you, this Brentford team, I just feel that they've got so much fucking dogfight in this team. I watched them in the championship playoff, my playoff final. They were, they were so ridiculously good in that game. Like the, the quality that they have in their players and the system that they 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 are working with um, under their manager and the, the the their story. I just feel that their story trumps everything. To be honest, I feel that they could have such an amazing season, and. Uh, I think the, the intensity with which they play with and the energy just will out, they will outplay teams because of that energy and they will they will kind of like psych teams out of their of their game because they have so much energy and so much um, positivity within their attack and I, I just feel that they could do a solid top ten finish. Top nine, ninth position, Arsenal. Very, very underwhelming season for Arsenal. And I don't think Arteta's invested that much time and, and money and, and thought into his into his side and com and hasn't quite found the formula to, to to break back into Europe. Although they don't, they, they don't have any European competitions um, during this year or during this season, I feel that they, they don't quite, not quite yet, I don't think they have that, that necessary um, X factor to them. Although they have such quality in the attack, I think their defensive um, duties will let them down a lot. Even... even though they've they've signed Ben White from Brighton, I don't think that's 
that's quite the signing you need. I don't think he's an out-and-out centre-back, a rock-solid centre-back. He's, in my opinion, he's more of like a, a like a go-forward type holding um, box-to-box midfielder. Um, or just like a, like a, I don't know, I would say, I would say it's someone you put in front of the, 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 the front, the back four, just to, just to give that sort, sort of uh, protection on the, on the defense. I think you need, you need like a Varane. If, if at Arsenal, you need a Varane, but unfortunately they don't have the, the credibility right now to get a Varane, which is, Unfortunate. No, no world-class player would want to go to a club like Arsenal and not play in the European competition. They kind of need to go for the Ben Whites to invest and to to grow them as players. But it's unfortunate because you pay fifty million pounds for a player and then um, you don't know what's in store for them. They might stagnate as a player because they're in such a um, rocky um, side, such as Arsenal at the moment. But I feel that they are doing like a 20, 2013, 2014 um, Man United thing. You know, they, they're building for the future, but Man United never fell out of the top five when they were when they were in those rocky periods um, after Sir Alex's um, reign. So it's a lot of building for Arsenal from here on. Then they've just signed Martin Odegaard, so that that's a plus for them. But I feel that won't quite do it. In eighth position, West Ham United. I just feel that the amount of games that they'll play this year, uh, they 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 won't quite. It's a it's a solid season for West Ham. They won't quite make it into Europe again. I feel that they can they can progress quite nicely in the Europa, in the Europa League, might maybe to the round of round of thirty two, round of sixteen, possibly round of sixteen. I would say, uh, depending depending on who they play. But I think the all the games will catch up on them and. They don't quite have the squad, squad like an extensive squad depth to turn to. Um, although such quality players, and we we saw what they did last year. They absolutely destroyed teams and and like edged teams out during games. There, David Moyes is a tactician of note. He knows how to um, go into game management mode. So. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid position for West Ham, just outside outside Europe. In seventh position, I'm going with Everton. Everton are also out of Europe this season, and so they've got um, full focus on the Premier League. A couple underwhelming signings, but very for very cheap, but will probably pl- prove to um, kind of like shape their their squad a bit more i still think that they need a bit more investment in their center back position i think i think rafa knows how to get a team into europe and i feel that this is everton's time to get back into europe um it's been a while for them i feel that they've 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 picked the right coach and they've they've not gone too um balls to the walls in the transfer transfer market but they've they've assigned the right players, and I feel that now they haven't lost any key players, which is good. Um, and I feel that um, that Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin partnership is just going to be 
quite a scary partnership and defenses are going to be frightened by that. They've also got good supply lines from the midfield. Um, Hamez is yet to come back into that starting lineup. Also Sigurdsson. But they've got some some really key key players. Um, Pickford's just come off a, a great season in the oh, great tournament um, from the Euros. And I just feel that they could carry through that. Well, those players that have come through um, from major tournaments have will carry their team into a good season. I think they just need to establish some sort of momentum within their player. And I feel that Rafa, wherever he's going to, um, whatever he's going to do, will make sure of that. In sixth position, I'm going Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur um, are also... They they just entered the Europa the Europa Conference League. Um, quite a, a very very underwhelming season for them last season. They were they high they were high hopes for top four. They very much slipped out of that that race. This position they well this season their position will be pretty much consistent with where they were last season. They have immense quality within their team. It just depends on how you use it as players and how your manager will get the best out of you as players. And I feel Nuno is is on that road. It's going to be a t- it's going to be a, a a tough first season for him. I don't think top four is is possible. It definitely is a goal, but I don't think it's possible. Um, Simply because there's an all-round feel about Tottenham that doesn't strike me to um, to really challenge for for Champions League places yet, but I feel that they will. I feel that that they've signed the right players for 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 future um, top four challenges. But this season they're still building and. I feel that they 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 can do enough to get back into the Europa League. In fifth, Leicester City, being in the Europa League this season now, finishing just outside the the top four last season, bottling it once again, bottling their top four position once again. It's going to be a consistent season for Leicester again. They've got quality all round, and they they just keep on keep on um, surprising us and. Uh, that's what I love about this Leicester team. Um, ever since they've they've come up to the Premier League, they've just shocked everyone, and I just love that about them. They've they've they have such um, on paper, really on paper, they have they had shit players like, but on the pitch, they're just unstoppable. Break they will break down teams no matter what. They've got all-round talent, and they've got experience, and they've got a, a big backing from their owners and from their club. So um, that's always a positive, and they've got great financial um, backing. They're in the Europa League, and I think they can. They've got the experience to carry them through to make Europe again. Top four. Now this is this is tasty. This is getting this is getting really tasty now. I think you're going to be surprised for this, but I'm going to go in fourth position, Liverpool. Liverpool 
are in for quite a quite a quite a challenge. It's going to be close. That top four is going to be extremely close. They don't, they're not quite yet going to reach the heights that they did uh, reach the season before last. Um, but it's going to be so close. I just feel this. I have this feeling that that the, this top four between these teams are going to be so close. Liverpool have quality all round. Absolute quality. I just think right now, the quality that they possess, I think it's too much quality. And obviously, coming up against big teams, the bigger teams or the biggest teams in the Premier League, uh, it could be easily vulnerable because of the lack of game time of their, their current centre-backs. Um, it's pertaining to the injuries and I could be proven wrong, but I'm going with Liverpool fourth. And it's, as I say, for all teams in the top four, it's going to be the, I think it's going to be so, so tight for some reason. Like in terms of points, it's going to be so tight. So you can't really like say what the determining factor is for their position because their points are going to be so close. And that's why I've positioned Liverpool in fourth. I think it's going to be close. They're going to be closer to to third than to second. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting debate to, to have with people. Chelsea, they've got... They've just signed an absolute quality player in Lukaku. And you can't get a better goal scorer in your team. They've got such such firepower in their attack now. And you can't just dismiss that now. Like it's gonna to have to take them a flipping miracle to to botch this season. Um they're gonna to have to lose a really key player to to botch the season. But they've got all round, all round their defense is is great. And that's it's so great to see that they've got youngsters like Trevor Chalaba coming through the ranks. Um, but they've, they've, their other quality is, is insane. They've got depth in every position. Reese James as Biliqueta. Uh, they've got on the left, Chilwell, Alonso, Emerson. In the centre-back positions, Rudiger, Zuma, Chalaba, Thiago Silva, Christensen. You can't go wrong. Like If, you get, if one of those guys gets injured, they, their backup just comes in and boom, he's in. Um, Kante, Jorginho, Mant, Havertz, Werner, Pulisic, Ziyech, who's, who's injured, unfortunately, but still, that team is ridiculous. Now, Lukaku, oh my word, it's it's quite it's quite a gnarly team. Second, Man City, although they've they've just acquired a record signing, hundred million pound Jack Grealish. Most expensive England player that the world of it, the world has ever seen. They could be, it it could go down to the amount of rotation that they do, which would be which could be quite detrimental. It's quite it worked for them last season. It's just because, you know, the other teams, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, just were so far behind them in terms of points 
they just cruise to the win. Um, and they fall, they fall back pretty, pretty early on in the season, like halfway through the season, they started falling back. I just feel that it's going to be much tighter this season. And United are actually going to pip them. Um, and we'll get to why they're going to pip them in terms of their, their position. But City have all-round class, regardless of the position they're going to come in the season. Um, wow. Well, De Bruyne, where do I start? They have two, they have two first team starting lineups that could both win the league. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Man United, why I think you Man United are going to be in first position. I've thought about it a lot. It's not down to, to Sancho signing or Varane signing. I just feel that they are in the best position now. They've learned so much over the years. They're going to follow through and, and win the league. I, I just have a feeling. Now that they've signed Varane and Sancho, it just adds to that aspect of winning the league. They've got depth in every single position and they've got world class. I'm saying top-notch world class. Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, Cavani. And you've, you've got players who are injured, like, such as Marcus Rashford. Like, oh, wow. It actually blows my mind how much quality they do have. Jeez. Um, Mason Greenwood, brightest young talent I've ever seen in wearing an England shirt. They have, they have such quality. It's a joke. And that I think that Maguire-Varane partnership is going to be so so difficult to penetrate it's actually going to be ridiculous how how well they're going to do i feel that how well they're going to do this season and yeah that's why i think they'll win they just have top-notch quality and they've learned so much over the years that they know now that this it's their time to win disclaimer this is all my opinion it's not like this is going to actually happen. But I'm excited for the season to start and to progress and to, to see what happens and to see what unfolds. And we'll, we will eventually consolidate at the end of the season and we will compare how I did in terms of my predictions. That wraps up the first episode of the new season. And thank you so much for listening. See you next time.